What's going on, everyone? <laughs> Trust the buzz here. If you are new to the channel, I make Charlotte Hornets content. So if that interests you, make sure you go ahead and hit the subscribe button down below. If you cannot tell by the thumbnail title of this video. In today's video, we're talking about a lot of stuff. And by we, I mean, I have my guy here, Tyler. Uh, Tyler, up, go ahead and introduce yourself. I'm Tyler. I'm a 16-year-old Hornets fan from North Carolina. Um, yeah, last like seven years have been pretty painful. Hey, so, hey, look, I because when I, I remember when I was 16, I'm 26 now, so that was 10 years ago for me. So when I was 16, I was so frustrated with this team, all my friends, because, you know, like when you're in high <laughs> school, every every no one wants to stick with their like their whatever they're yeah. from team. So everyone's Lakers fans, Heat fans, Celtics fans. So I'm just sitting there like I I literally have the like worst team. And so I couldn't even talk to anyone because like as soon as I would interject my NBA opinion, they're like, shut up, your team's the Hornets. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you you right. I ain't gonna let you talk to me like that, but you're right. So, that, so it so yeah, but man, I'm glad to have you here. Uh, I mean, I plan to do this more often. I Tyler had I had to get Tyler on first before I got anybody on because as soon as I said I was gonna do a podcast, he was like, Hey, I wanna be on there. So we had to go ahead and do it. But like I said, yeah, we I've have this exciting like some, some guys start a podcast for a while. So just coming oh, on real? here for an episode, I thought it could be pretty fun. So Hey man, we'll probably like I said, we'll probably do many more. I've tried stuff yeah. in the past until like this YouTube channel and uh, like I was doing stuff with other people. So I would suggest if, if you ever can find anyone and you want to do it and you really want to do it, I say, just do it. That's one thing I wish I could have done is I started earlier. I was too busy trying to be like, Oh, I need one more person. And then I was, I'm going to just do it. So yeah, that, that would, that would be my, uh, that would be my interjection on that. But yeah, let's go ahead and talk some Hornets. So we have an agenda this is the first time, like, unless I really need to know stats or something, that I wrote stuff out. Normally, I just come off top of the dome because y'all seem to like that. But I actually wanted to plan some stuff out so we can have some good conversation. So the first question we have is, how do you feel about Steve Clifford this season, and will he be the coach next season? I'll let our guest Tyler go ahead and give his answer on that. So uh, this year, I've I wouldn't say I've been, like, thrilled with Steve Clifford. I think he's been okay. Um, I think we are, like, we've had a better season than I thought we would, given, you know, the Miles Bridges situation and all the injuries we've gone through. And I wouldn't say he's, like, necessarily, like, one of the worst coaches in the league. I just feel like he's maybe more suited to be, like, an assistant at this point in his career, you know, just like mm -hmm. a defensive specialist type of guy. That that's I agree with that because like one thing I I brought up when there was rumors talking about and this was right before they decided not rehire Steve Clifford there was rumors yeah. like a day or two before that was like uh, Steve Clifford is coming back well not coming back but they were saying they're hearing talks of Steve Clifford coming back and I mean I don't I don't quite remember but I feel like no one thought as a coach like as as the head coach. And that was the thing I thought. I thought it was going to be a Mike D'Antoni-led yeah, staff with Steve Clifford as the defensive-minded coach. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree with you on that because I agree with a lot of things you said there, actually, because the season is better than what you would have thought. Um, I definitely thought we would look like the Spurs, Pistons. Um, yeah. 
Rockets. Well, actually, I wouldn't throw the Rockets in there. I just thought we wouldn't be good. <laughs> the Rockets have the Rockets have more than just basketball. They're a special on, breed, man. Man, they don't care. They don't care at all. They don't. And I mean, hey, look, they might get rewarded for it. They might not. But yeah, I didn't think we would be that bad. But I didn't think we'll be this good. Like we, even though our record doesn't show, we've been in a lot of games despite the yeah changing, uh, despite the injuries and all that. And I think Steve Clifford has a big part in that. But like you said, it's just I feel like a lot of his methods are older. You can tell by like even his yeah. offense is it it just looks old. And it doesn't, it's not free flowing. And you have a lot of free flowing guys. That's what doesn't make sense. If you had a team that was more structured, then it would make sense. But literally, everyone on this roster, I mean, they're just more bucket getters. free flowing. Yeah. Right. And they're not like this, these sets they'd be running. So, with that being said, do you think he'll be the coach next year? Or do you think that the Hornets will get someone else? Now, the rough part about this is you have to think about the possibility of the team being sold. Um, and then, I mean, that's really it, and just go from there. So, yeah. Um, given given that Michael Jordan will be here next year, I think he'll be the head coach. If Michael Jordan's not here, I don't think he will be. Simple as that. Um, I yeah, I agree with that. I think they're just probably gonna want to hit a hard reset if it is a new owner. And I just, I think Jordan's the type of guy to like give him another year because like miles bridges situation and injuries and all that. So. Yeah, I, I can see that just because I think another thing is with Michael Jordan specifically, and it's hard saying these things because I can only base it off how he runs his team. I don't know the guy personally, but it just seems that he, he refuses to admit when he's wrong. Um, so like if something's not quite going the way you want it to, I feel like that's another reason this team hasn't been broken up is because he's so concerned with, I put this roster together, it needs to work. So I'm going to run it back <laughs> until it works. And I just, that's something that I feel like need definitely needs to change. So if Michael Jordan's here, I can see Steve Clifford being here another year. I mean, he is, like we said, he's not that bad. It's just, I would just much rather see I'd rather have a younger guy, you know. Right. With the with these players, it's just it it would just make more sense. The team's only gonna get younger. If they get any older, that's a problem. Yeah. So <laughs> I think that you do need a I do need a younger coach in there. And it doesn't have to be some guy who's uh what's is it OKC coach that's like 35 or something like that? It doesn't need to be that uh, young. Yeah. He doesn't need to be 60 something either. Yeah. I think it'd be fun to so. give a go get out like a first time head coach. I think so too. I think it would be fun, but I could see, I could see that new, also it, falling apart. Yeah, <laughs> right. And and I, I could, especially with the if we have new owners, I don't know. I think it's going to be like, um, I don't know. I think they're just going to be very careful because they know that this city, uh, the team, has just been starving to be good, and so I mean, I think they're really going to try to get someone who maybe knows their way around. Uh, especially considering, from what I know, the two people who are leading the charge to buy it, they're not really basketball people. So no. I think that, you know, the smart thing, at least the smart thing to do is, since you're not basketball people, get the most experienced staff and experienced front do office. You research, I mean, yeah. right. Similar to like, uh, do you watch like football at all? Like the, keeping up with the Panthers or anything like that? Yeah, I've been keeping up with the Panthers this offseason because I've seen they've got like a, 
they got a bunch of guys in free agency, so. Right. And yeah, I mean, that's kind of like the approach that if if new owners, I think they should take is the Panthers. They went and got the most experienced staff they could get, they could find to help, you know, whoever their quarterback may be. So in this case, they got Mel a your quarterback. Staff, in. They do that. That staff is ridiculously good. And just like yeah. and like I said, just so many uh, veteran, like just so much uh, like in a quarterback room, especially like. You know, the head coach, and then you got Josh McCowns and all of them. So many people who can help. I love them getting young, Jim Caldwell, uh, too. He's, he's been, yeah, that was another good for pick a while. Up. Right. So I definitely feel like the Hornets, if new owners, that's the approach they should take. I think, like you said, they'll probably clean house. We, we see it yeah. all the time. Uh, but yeah, I mean, actually interested to see what happens. I mean, it seems like Michael Jordan's kind of like slow poking around with selling the team. And I think it's probably he's just waiting to see about the, lottery odds because i think that can bring up the value a lot yeah yeah you get you get women or scoot specifically i think that would definitely boost i mean i think anybody's gonna boost your i think that's just how it works anybody will boost it but them two specifically yeah for sure so uh yeah i think i don't i don't think clifford will be here if we sell the team but uh do you have like a short list of coaches that you'd like to see or because i brought a few Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. We can do like we can do that. Um, so what what's your short list? And I'll give you mine. Right. Um, and also my next question would be are any of them coaches of a current team? Like, do you think someone's gonna get fired and then the horns can pick them up, or do you think are these just like assistant coaches? I haven't even thought about coaches like that, but like okay. my top three that I that like instantly come to mind are Nate Oates, Mike D, uh, my of uh, Alabama. Mike D'Antoni, I think he's is he in Phoenix right now? Is he? I know he's like an assistant. I think, so. I think he's like an advisor or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's this. I don't know too much about this guy. I've just I went on like the uh, official page for like NBA assistant assistants and coaches, um, mm-hmm. and apparently he has like a ton of experience with winning teams. His name's Popeye Jones. Hmm. Um, and I don't think he's too old. He used to be he used to play, so he's fifty two. That's not too bad. I mean, and especially like age. I mean, really, it, age is really just a number. I think the thing is, the yeah. Clifford acts old as opposed to if you get a guy in there that's <laughs> energetic, it doesn't really matter how old he actually is. Yeah, I think those are some good ones. Uh, especially, my, especially my Tantoni. He was also on mine. So I had Mike D'Antoni. And he interviewed with the uh, Hornets last year. Oh, he did the the Popeye Jones guy. No, uh, Mike D'Antoni. Oh, Mike D'Antoni. Yeah, yeah, and he was close. I think it would came down to. I think it came down to money. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it had to be because Steve. I mean, it, well, not Steve Clifford, but there's no way you have Mike D'Antoni. I'm assuming as a finalist, and you don't pick, and you pick Steve Clifford over him. I think they had to pick Steve Clifford over him as opposed to that was their choice. Yeah. Mike D'Antoni probably either wanted more like uh control or he wanted um he wanted more money and a in a probably a better staff. Cause we know that's what they said about Kenny Atkinson. Is one thing is they were not willing to give him a better um like a better staff with Kenny Atkinson. So I'm glad we didn't hire him though. That's not I, even after I'm, what he did to us. I just didn't want right. 
I'm not, I'm, it's, it's how we didn't hire him. I don't like, but yeah, I'm, I'm not too, but I wasn't too bummed out that we didn't get him just because yeah. I, I'm, I honestly am surprised he accepted it in the first place because of the fact that I just would assume after Mike Brown left um, as an assistant coach with the Warriors, they, this deep, I mean, the Kenny Atkinson taking over the Warriors just seems like it's going to happen when Steve Kerr finally decides he doesn't want to coach anymore. So I'm actually surprised that he even entertained the idea of coming to the Hornets. Yeah. So uh, Popeye Jones I was talking about, he was uh, assistant coach with the Pacers from 2013 mm-hmm. to 2020. Uh, then for a year he was assistant coach under Doc Rivers with the Sixers. And now he's the assistant coach under Mike Malone. So a lot of experience with winning teams. I kind of like it. Yeah, for sure. Especially with that, what you say, Pacers and then the Sixers. And now, uh, who was it now? Nuggets. Yeah. So that's, and that's really good because the the way the Nuggets have been playing, I mean, they've shown that they really just needed their starters because they didn't have them for the most part these last couple of years. So. I think I think that's a good recipe. I think that's someone to interesting to bring in. I also like the Nate Oates thing. Thinking thinking about bringing guys from dude, college. I love his offense. And I mean, right, exactly. And then I mean, when you think about it, the SEC for college basketball is really good this year, and his team is yeah. one of the best teams in the country playing in that conference. So I think that that shows that he. I mean, he could produce winning ball. Uh, he obviously knows how to relate to younger players. Yeah. That's something we could really cons- that's something that could really happen if we get Brandon Miller. Especially if we got Brandon Miller, yeah. I think that there's no way they could ignore it if we got Brandon Miller. It, oh, it might sure. be too obvious, but we'll see. And um, his uh his offense just fits LaMelo Ball and Miles Bridges just to a T. I think so too. I think that it, the the way they play I think will help. Um and then you have Got like he was even trying to get uh, who was a Noah Clowney to shoot, yeah. You know, no, he didn't shoot that well, but he was getting <laughs> him to shoot. And so, getting Mark Williams, who we know it sh- has shows signs, I wouldn't say he's a shooter or even he can semi make his of a shooter, he shows so. signs, right? That, 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 that the game could be there for him, um, if he ever were to venture out to shooting the three. So, yeah, I, with NATO's, I mean, no, you have no doubt for sure that that would happen. I'm trying to think about who did I – so, I, like I said, I had Mike D'Antoni. I saw something today that said Ime Adoka. Raptors, I think, about getting Ime Adoka. I personally, with Ime Adoka, it's not even about what he did. I'm just not in a I – don't, I don't see why he would be on the Hornets, and that's kind of my thing. Yeah. Um, I don't see why he would consider the Hornets. Now, if he comes here, I mean, that's perfectly okay. I don't have a problem. I mean, he obviously got to the uh, – the Boston Celtics easily. Like when, as soon as he became coach, it seemed like they were attached to him. So, I mean, he's obviously a good coach, a good person, you know, obviously to have in the locker room, but I'm just, I just don't see why. So I'm not even going to have him on the list. But with that being said, if the Raptors are looking at him, that must mean Nick Nurse is going somewhere. And I personally wouldn't mind having Nick Nurse on a team. I mean, he's, he's winning right now with not, I wouldn't. That team's good, obviously, but it's not a complete team. By they're any. they're missing a star player. I know what you mean. They haven't been the same since yeah. they lost Kawhi. It's like not even close. Right. And my thing is, and he may, and you could look at it as he may be a gap coach. And the reason I say that is because even without Kawhi, they haven't been contenders, but they've always been in there. And 
you don't really want to play them, even though you know you could beat them. It's just like why every time you play them, it's not going to be an easy series. I mean, even the 70s, what they played the 76ers last year in the playoffs, it wasn't an easy yeah. series with the Philly, and they thought it was going to be. So <laughs> being a Hornets fan, and as we have we made it two times in the last 13 years or something like that. If he could just get us there and be competent in the first round where, okay, we may get out the first round the first two years. I'm not expecting like a championship run anytime soon. So let's just make it to the playoffs and fight hard first. But if he can give me two, three years in a row of us making it to the playoffs and just barely, uh, you know, like game seven losses or something, I'm okay with that. It's much more than we've had in the past, especially if he can guarantee it back-to-back years. Because even when – um, last year, well, two years ago, when we made the uh, play in and lost to the Pacers, it was like, oh, I hope we can do this next year. We hope Miles Bridges is going to play the way he did last or yeah, that year. And then he ended up doing that. Um, but then they fizzled out again. And so then you're like, hoping they can do it again. And then obviously the Miles Bridges situation where he's not even on the team anymore. But I just want some consistency, some a good, you know, balance. So if he can provide that for a couple of years, I'm actually okay with it. Yeah, I think. I like Nick Nurse as a coach. The thing to me is that, like, the Raptors just feels like Masai Ujiri's team, you know? Mm-hmm. I can like, see that. I think Nick Nurse is, like, a madman in the sense that he tries so much stuff, and it got him a championship, and that was a beautiful playoff run. Um, I just don't feel like he's uh, – I don't feel like he's a man in power for the Raptors, you know? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, since you say that, it wouldn't make sense why they could be looking at Ime Adoka because you would think Nick Nurse hasn't done anything wrong to get fired. Um, so maybe it could be like, hey, you know, maybe your message, like maybe as Uzai Mashiri is talking to Nick Nurse and saying, hey, your message is not getting to the players. We we need a little more. Um, so I don't I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what the Hornets do. My best bet is that they're going to keep Steve Clifford and just go from there. Cause yeah. I could see the, we don't want to give these guys three coaches in three years approach as well. Yeah. Don't um, love that. <laughs> right. I don't love it either. So it's like, it's a really tough decision. Cause it's like you either have three coaches in three years, which if we got a new owner and they hire a new coach, I can assume that because at least Steve Clifford and James Borrego somewhat have the same, they don't have the same scheme, but they have the same approach to the game. Kind of like, yeah, they're like everybody's trying to be on the Spurs or they're trying to treat it like it's the old Spurs. <laughs> um, so I'm assuming whatever coach we get, if it's not, you know, Steve Clifford, it, they're going to be drastically different. So that's something you got to think about. So at least Borrego and Clifford kind of have the same mentality. This new guy might be completely different. And then he's your third coach in three years. So it, it, it's, it's you know, you're picking, you know, slim pickings, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, so, wouldn't I, I mean, I hope they get it right. Yeah, that's all you can really hope for. <laughs> and it's just hope is a strong word too so yeah all right so now uh and speaking of steve clifford it works out because our next topic is is this version of the Hornets defense sustainable and obviously we're not talking about next six seven games but going into next year if he is our coach do you see this defense being top it's 10 now 
since All-Star break. So we'll go – we'll just knock Hasn't it Hasn't it been the number one team by defensive rating since the All-Star break? I actually am pretty sure. I think it is. Let me double check. Which is – But, yeah, what do you pain, think? But yeah. Um, I don't really have much to say about it. It's cool, but I don't think it's sustainable at all. I just don't think we have the personnel for it. Um, yeah. I can see it. <laughs> no, I, I, I get it. I get it. It's not much to it. Um, I think a lot of this is just uh, fresh height. And this is, so this is where it gets interesting. I think the way they're playing is a lot of it has to do, it's just fresh ideas that the team is doing. It, now, it's something they should have done a long time ago, let these young guys play, because you know you're not going to be, you know what I mean? You know you weren't going to make yeah. the playoffs. I could have told you that well, at the beginning of the season. The thing is, I don't think Michael Jordan actually knew that. I'm convinced. I'm convinced, too, because – and what's crazy is that – I mean, really, even after All-Star break, there was – if the team was good, let's say that LaMelo missed this whole time and he was coming back, they really could have made a push to – not to the play-in. They would literally be 10. But after All-Star break, let's say LaMelo – came back he like because he got injured after but let's just say he came back he was missing the whole season came back they still game wise could have caught up especially if they they were playing like the way they're playing now so it really took a long it shouldn't have took that long for them to realize hey this team just isn't it and then on top of that even if you were going to make the play in it was not going to be pretty so is it what is it really worth it you know missing out on a pick now this draft is not this year (laughs) Yeah, not this year. This was the worst year to do it. Next year, maybe because next year's draft, yeah. from what I've seen, is just and I haven't done my deep dives, but it's not as good uh, as this one. But I mean, some people have their advices with this one. Some people don't really like this. This is defense. one of the best uh, draft classes I've seen while I've been watching basketball. That's all I'm gonna say. I think so too. I think so too. I think every. I think everyone's really talented. I think you have a good mixture of guys who. Um, who just who who having like an all around game, but then you have a lot of specialists too. Because I know in, in yeah. the NBA is becoming, it, yeah, it's becoming either you affect it. There's like three types of players. Well, I mean, really two. You have the guys who impact the game in multiple ways, and then you have specialists. And I think that's all you need. Like, all you need maybe one or two guys that can affect the game overall. And then a, if you put a bunch of specialists around. I mean, that could be the recipe. I mean, you look at the Bucks. That is the recipe. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think that in this draft class, you literally have two. I'll give Brandon Miller maybe a chance to be a guy that can develop and do multiple things. But as of right now. Really? Just, you man, don't think he can? I think he. What? Do you think he, he can affect the game in multiple ways? So what do you mean by that? Not just like he's a star player like, or like. Yeah, can can he be a star player on an oh, NBA for team? Sure. I think he can. Be. Really? Okay, yeah. we'll, we'll get into that because we'll we'll talk he about just, the draft next. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that later. Yeah, I mean, I I have faith in him. I want him to. I I do want to see more, but but as far as the defense with this team, I just don't see it being sustainable. Um, I think that. Like I said, I think it's just the fresh ideas is what led to this team just kind of playing. Uh, you can tell that it, like Kelly and them, they're excited to see uh, guys like Kai Jones get minutes, Bryce McGowan's get minutes. 
JT Thor playing 40 minutes. Like they're very <laughs> hyped to see these guys play. Um, and which makes me even more concerned. Why didn't they do that in the first? Because I, I could also see like, hey, you just put you just paid Terry Rozier. Uh Gordon Hayward is kind of if he is the you know, I get like oh the guy who's paid the most on a team, he always has to be a leader to me. But Gordon Hayward, he doesn't seem he's that way. But like I, I've always said in my yeah. videos, that could be a behind the scenes thing. Cause I, I mean, if that's just who he is, and that's just who he is. But I've never seen it. Of him I've never like seen that. like any clips of Gordon Hayward being like our leader. To me, he's kind of just like that Kawhi Leonard type of guy. Right. And then it's funny that you bring that up because with both of them, I feel like they lead by example. But when you don't play, it's hard to lead <laughs> by example. You know yeah. what I mean? So I think exactly. that's part of it. But I mean, I agree though. I think I do think they both uh, definitely are probably like, oh yeah, do what I do, and you'll you know you'll be where you need to be. And they're not wrong. Gordon Hay was a good player. It's just he cannot stay on the floor. Um, but yeah, I think that it just doesn't make sense because you the young guys are playing. Everyone's happy. Like every all the veterans are like, yeah, let, let's get the young guys out there. And then it's just like, why didn't you do that at the beginning? Because like I said, Terry Rozier, you just – I think this is the first year his deal kicked in. Uh, like I said, Gordon Hayward, uh, P.J. Washington, who's you know about to be uh, – about to get paid. Kelly Oubre, who's about to get a new contract. I could see why you would play them over the younger guys because it's like, all right, well, these guys we have to make happy. You don't want to disgruntle Terry Rozier when he has three years left on his deal or four years, you know, whatever the case may be. You don't want to disgruntle Kelly Oubre if you're thinking of bringing him back because then he could just leave because he, you know, has no restrictions or anything. Uh, PJ, you, I mean, he's restricted free agent, but still you don't want to make him upset. So I could see if they were concerned with those guys. But considering how it's going, I don't think that would have been a problem. So it's just, it just doesn't make sense why they didn't do this forever ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think it's sustainable. And I think it's simply just a personnel thing. Like, you look mm-hmm. at our roster, and in, in my eyes, we have like four good defenders. The rest, and then we have a lot of average defenders, and we have a few that are like, what are you even on the floor for? <laughs> um, Wait, I want to know who are your, what are your on the floor for people? Nick Richards, Kai Jones. I agree with both of them. I always said they're stat defenders. Yeah, they're like, not good defenders. You'll look and be like, oh, my God, they got three blocks, two steals. <laughs> yeah. And then you watch the three blocks and two steals. Like, dude, he didn't. He just stood there. <laughs> he just and luckily he got the yep. block. <laughs> like, he didn't do anything. He just, he was just there. He was, he just got lucky. Marcus Smart just tried to run straight into him instead <laughs> of like, you know. Like that's literally how he gets his and I and I mean everybody has their own thing for sure, but it's just like yeah, with Nick Richards, he he's he's just not I think he's still a little soft when it comes to defense. I think on defense, uh, he's just yeah. A, the offense yeah, is and it's crazy nice. because right. Like, yeah, exactly. Because on offense, you see the hard screens, he's big bodying in the post. And on defense, I think he just lets people push him around. I don't know if he's yeah. trying to avoid the foul, but it's like, dude, you're the second string center now. I don't I don't care how many fouls you get. I think the problem with him is just like he goes up, but he gets the timing wrong like every time. Yeah, that happened um 
Well, that was on a rebound, but that happened in uh, the OKC game. There was a, luckily, I think. I mean, obviously, we pulled that game out, but there was a part where that it, he would have had the offensive rebound. He completely mistimed it. So I don't know yep. about his. I don't know if that's a timing in general thing or what. Yeah, I remember, now I remember what what a uh, play you're talking about because I was I was watching it happen and I got so mad that he didn't get the rebound. <laughs> yeah, because it was like in, it was literally like a minute or two left, and it was yeah, right and there. Was, there. Like, there was no one that could take it away from him. him. Yeah, right. And he just mistimed it, and I think like Jalen Williams or somebody got it. So yeah, but now we can spin the block back to Brandon Miller because I'm glad you mentioned that because. With the next question we have here is if the Hornets stay put at four in the draft, who should they get? Um, I mean, we can. This is just our spot to talk draft. So I don't know how much you're into the draft. I don't know if you're one of those people that's like, oh, I just pay attention to top ten. Do you look at everybody? I'm a big draft person. You know, obviously being a Hornets fan, you have to learn to draft pretty well. So <laughs> I've always been a big, I've always been a big draft person. Yeah, um, I'd like to. I like to read scouting reports. I don't necessarily love to scout players myself just because mm-hmm. I don't really have the time for it. Um, there is one guy that I've scouted like a lot in this draft, um, but that's not really me scouting him. That's me being an NC State fan. Uh, so I'm assuming it's Turk. Yeah. Turk? I that's like Turk. Guy. Yeah, he's oh, nice. So then he's I need like, you. To, uh, I need to have you on with two pointers because he's an NC State fan. Turk is his guy too. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of like a casual college basketball guy, so I get it. Yeah. So, who would you? Okay, so then if that's the case, is there anyone that you read about or? that sticks out to you that, hey, I wouldn't be mad if the Hornets take them at four. And so, obviously, at four, we can assume that uh, Wimby's gone, of course, Scoot. Be gone. And, gone. Yeah, and then Brandon Miller's gone as well, which we can talk about. Because, I mean, there is a chance he could fall to four because you see time and time again, these teams really take that tournament so serious. So, he had a bad tournament, and so sometimes teams are willing to wipe out the other 32 games. But Yeah. Um, honestly, I'm more of a Amen Thompson guy than Brandon Miller guy, so I'd be perfectly happy if we could get him at four. Um, I think the fit with LaMelo is pretty underrated, too. Uh, LaMelo's like super good catch-and-shoot uh, catch three-point shooter. And uh, Amen, he's better with the ball in his hands. Like he can, he can cut a little bit, but he, you know he lacks a jump shot. So he's just one of those guys that you'd rather see the ball in his hands. You know. I agree. I think, and I also like how he's able to put pressure on the rim, which yeah. is something that we have not had that all year. <laughs> we desperately need Terry. Kind of had. He's just small. Like I've said that. About I say that a lot about Terry, and some people think I'd like defending him or whatever, but specifically when he attacks the rim, he's actually not bad. It's just he's so small at 6'2", 6'3". And so most of the time he gets blocked or whatever the case may be, or too many bodies are down there. But Amin Thompson, I think that that would be a way better 
you know, chance to have someone that can really attack the basket. Uh, he he doesn't need much space. He's quick. He's strong himself. So even if he it is, is, you know, a little physical in the paint, he's going to finish. Yeah, he's just one of those big, strong, fast guys. He's like, he's built like an NFL tight end, but not that big, obviously. Um, and I just, I'd love the rim pressure. And also, if you're big, strong, fast like that, there's no reason you can't become an elite defender. Um, mm-hmm. so I'd, I'd love that. I, I think I can't really make comparisons, you know, because I haven't scouted them myself, but from everything right. I've like, I guess, read about Amen, he's kind of, to me, just sounds like a, like a taller Russell Westbrook. Yeah, I could, I mean, I could see that, uh, which, Hey, I mean, that's not a bad thing to have for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think as long as you can just, you know, try and keep the ball in his hands, it's not ne- – well, in anybody's hands, it's not necessarily, like, a bad thing to have one or two guys on the floor that can't shoot. You yeah, just, I, I know people – yeah, people bring that up a lot. Yeah. And what's interesting to me about that is similar to what you said, you don't you don't need everyone to shoot into. This team is filled with – full of people who can who, who can, can shoot. shoot yep so it's just like they're not they're not shooters and that's something that i say that his team desperately needs as well is like someone like someone likes v i mean i know some people don't like him i actually like him i don't want him I to be like our sixth just, man yeah i think he's pretty hated on i don't really know why he puts up decent numbers he just gets a lot of minutes so yeah, and I and I and I could see being irritated with the amount of minutes he's get, but I mean he plays that I mean he's he's he has a high IQ and when he's yeah. not scoring, he, he can do some other stuff as well. So I'm not mad at it. I'm just better than having Cody Martin at you know at the end of the day, considering <laughs> where he's at. And I'm like yeah. and I'm actually I actually was a fan of, I mean I still am, but I actually was happy with you know re-signing him. He just didn't he couldn't get healthy, I guess, this year. And so yeah, I mean, if you you get him in, I'm in Thompson, and then you bring back Sveed, there's like guys like Cody Martin you don't really need. So, but yeah, also, um, well, he's probably gonna get an extension, but I believe uh, Chris Middleton's a free agent, so that's something. Oh yeah, did he already he get an extension? I don't think so. It would have been smart to because of he just got injured, but he just came off injury. But I don't think so. Um, yeah. But we'll. I mean, we'll see. We do need someone to fill that role. I mean, or I guess it's it just a lot. This season is just going to be rough, and I and I've talked about it with other people, specifically with the draft. You got talent basically in every position. The mm-hmm. Hornets have so many like tweener players. Well, I said actually this draft, the center position is kind of lacking, but uh like the wings specifically. But we have so many tweener players, so many wings, it's hard to pick anybody for them. Amin Thompson is really good because we don't we we like Terry Rosier, but he doesn't necessarily need to be here. I want him off the team. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I mean, I wouldn't be mad either way, but I, I don't. I don't see the point of having him. I mean, he's not gonna help you win. Uh, he's not. He doesn't change the meter. 
uh, at all. He doesn't move. He doesn't move the needle at all. I feel so like he's more of a ceiling raiser. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd rather just have him, but it's, it's going to be tough because you got to think about it. If my okay, Miles comes back, so in this particular scenario, it works because you have Lamelo, Amin, Miles, PJ. I'm assuming, and then Mark, and then Kelly Gordon off the bench, and well, and DHJ. I don't. I think that's not bad at all. I'm not mad at that whatsoever. Yeah. Um, but it. I mean, just it just does get tricky because you have Miles at the three, which he can play the three, but we know that is he's gains more fit for a four. Yeah. It, 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 that's where it just gets rough because then you just paid PJ as well in, in this scenario. So where does he go? I mean, he, you don't want to keep putting him back at small ball five because everyone was ready to get him out of Charlotte when he was small ball five. Not his fault. He's like six seven. It, but yeah. My problem with so PJ it's just like is where like, does he go? Yeah, I feel like he's just so up and down. Like he gives you good defense, but his his three pointers like kind of unreliable, and mm-hmm. I just don't know how to feel about him. Like. No disrespect. He dropped 43 the other night. That was incredible. But, right. Um, I, I think it's safe to assume he'll be back. I just – drafting around him is weird, and it's not even around him. It's just having him on the team and making a selection, you know. Yeah, you would hope for someone to almost – they're so confined to one spot because, like, it's like – um. I mean, you could, if you want to think about it this way, it's similar to John Collins in Atlanta. Yeah, you he really can't, can't play have center. him as your center. And so it's just this weird four, which, I mean, if we want to be honest, that position is almost obsolete now, depending on the team you're playing. But that's the only position guys like them can play. It's just very weird. And we saw, even when he dropped 43, PJ has a ways to go with handling the ball. And I mean, he's still getting better. So he can obviously get better at that. But there was a lot of times he would lose the ball because he's just not able to dribble like yeah. that which once again if you're stuck at the four it's just uh, at the it's this day and age we're going to need you to be able to maybe do some iso at some point just to switch up the offense so i get yeah, what you're and saying. i think it's Him a similar just, thing with miles honestly like he's more suited to be a four he can play the three a little bit but i would much rather have right. a four on the floor that can bring you some of that rim protection and miles can jump he's just not tall that's the thing. Yeah, and he can. And he's a really good rebounder. Uh, PJ is a. You would think he would be a better rebounder than what he is. Yeah. So it that, that it is. I that's probably the best way I've heard it put is that it is really hard to draft around PJ just because of the fact that he's just in that weird. He only could really only play one role. Um, I mean, you're not mad if you put him at small ball five. Obviously, it works for some teams, but I think. Yeah. With, I personally, I think with Embiid and Jokic, I think that more teams are going to want to. <laughs> you're right. More teams are going to be wanting to invest. Like, I think we could see if, if bigs keep going in this trajectory. I know we only have two, but they're both really good. If yeah. bigs keep going in this trajectory, I wouldn't be surprised if teams start signing guys like big centers just for scenarios like that. Because that can slow the game down tremendously. So if you're out there running around with wings, but can't stop the guy, you know, can't stop Joel Embiid or Jokic, 
you're going to be in trouble. So, oh yeah, that's been like my favorite thing about basketball this year is just bully ball is back. I love it. It is. It is. We need more of it. We need more. We need more centers like that. I personally like yeah that, that style of basketball. I mean, you really have a guy in in both of them. We and we can just say you know Jokic and and B. You have guys that can literally control the paint, control the flow of the game, uh, have the ability to bully their way inside or fade and shoot, sometimes shoot a three, can play make from the post. Jokic can play make from the three-point line. It's just <laughs> having bigs like that is is going to be scary. And I think with oh, Jokic yeah. and Embiid's success, more and more people are going to – more and more bigs are going to want to be like, I'm not doing this three-point crap, you know? Like, I'm not going to – Yeah. if I can dominate the paint like that, I'm going to continue. Like, we see a little bit with Sangoon in, in Houston. I think he's really good in the paint. He needs to get stronger, but I think yeah. he, he has ridiculous post moves. Yeah, he reminds me of, like – I don't even have a comparison for him because all these other, like, bigs that play like him are, like, big and strong. You know, Sangoon's just, like – lanky but he gets it done it's kind of weird yeah I, I think it's because like he's quick like his, his when he yeah. makes a post move is really fast like when he does a spin he's his already spin on the other side before quick. yeah <laughs> dude he has people like their ankles buckling his spin is insane yeah so i think that it, it is going to be hard to draft around peach and we're talking future tense when we're talking like you know more and more big so maybe this it won't matter for pj but it is just difficult to draft around him when you're paying him and he could really only play one position that you already have another player who's really good at that position so our what i hope is that the hornets don't get i wouldn't say tricked because i am a fan of pj and what he can do defensively yeah but I just hope that the Hornets don't get tricked into signing him to so much money because they're afraid Miles won't come back. Now, if they know he won't come back, then we're having a different conversation here. But I don't yeah. want them to kind of lean forward to re-signing PJ and then Miles comes back and they knew that already. And so then it's like, why why would you do that? Because if I mean, if you told if you asked us last year, okay, you have to if you bring on Miles, you can't keep PJ and vice versa. Everyone would have said keep miles get rid of pj so i just hope that they don't resign pj assuming like oh miles might not come back i need you to know for sure before you yeah before you resign (laughs) pj because i don't i don't want pj i never want players to not get their money so i definitely want pj to get you know what he deserves but i don't want it to hinder us either so definitely make sure miles isn't coming back before you sign pj Yeah, so are there uh there any guys that you are like really interested in for us to draft a four? At four? I, I really like I'm in Thompson. Um that that was that was one of mine. I, we okay, so we agree guard. on that because I know a lot of Hornets fans are like, ew, he can't shoot or whatever. So I mean I'm cool with either Thompson twin. Personally, I like Asar just a little more just because he, he he still can't shoot to me, but he it's gotten better as opposed yeah. to Amon. It really hasn't gotten better, but it really doesn't. I mean, it doesn't matter. And then also you got I'm thinking like the Hornets. Do we really need someone else that can shoot? Not really. So not really. <laughs> overall. Right. So like the reason I would go Amin, even though I'm a bigger fan of Asar over Amin, for the Hornets specifically, I'd rather go Amin because we don't need another 
and and Asaro's not a shot chucker, but we just don't need more of that right now, especially if they're not super efficient. Uh, because yeah. we have a bunch of guys who do that already. But the weird thing about him is like when you think of twins, you know, you think of like Markeith and Marcus Morris, their games are like pretty mm-hmm. much identical. Amin and Asar are like two different positions. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it is. Uh I, I think I think it is weird. But I think it's also with Markeith and uh Marcus or whatever his name is. I always mess it up. Is it Marcus yeah. or Markeith? Yeah. I think the difference is they seem like they were more trying to be one person, and that's not even like trying to be funny. But yeah, would watch interviews with them, and they were like, "We know we do everything." They have here. identical tattoos, dog. Like literally, and it, I mean, look, yeah. if you're a twin, there's nothing wrong with that. But it's just they were literally trying to be one person. I feel like Amin and Asar, which obviously we haven't seen the interviews or or years down the line like we've seen with the Morris twins, but with yeah. Amin and Asar, it just seems like they're like we're twins, but we do. You know, we have some similar styles to our game or similar things we like to do, you know, personally. But, we, I mean, we're still two different people. And, and you know, each their own, however you want to do it. But, yeah, it is interesting to see that. They, you would think that, you know, I'm assuming they've been playing basketball together forever, that they would kind of have more similar games. Yeah. Um, Asar just doesn't have that playmaking to me. And I think that's the reason I give him the edge over Amen. I mean – I give Amen the edge. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with that. It, it just depends on, like like I said, what you want in your team. If any – well, I can't say any other team, but just like just off the top of my head, I would think another team would go as hard, but specifically for the Hornets, I think Amin would be the better option. Uh, yeah. But since you've already picked Amin, I think I'll just – I said, like I just said, it could have been Asar as well. Um, but just to make it different, just – because why not? I think another person would be Jairus Walker. Oh, oh dang. Anyway. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, I said Jairus Walker. Okay, I'll give you one more guess. I'll give you one more guess. I, My guess is going to be Cam Whitmore. So that is who I originally wanted. I really, really like Cam Whitmore. Um, the reason I changed it, and this has just been recently. This hasn't been something that has like I've been thinking about. But the reason I want to change it is just because – I just almost feel like Miles is coming back, so there's no need to double down. Um, yeah. And then also, I do feel like it's the same way we were talking about. There's like a there's like a log jam with Miles and PJ. It would be the same thing, even though I think uh, Cam Whitmore can is better as a three. Oh, well, I think he's a four, but I think he can play the three better than Miles can. Um, yeah, obviously, I'm talking like when Miles was his age and whatnot. But I think he he has a better ability to kind of slide into the three if you need him. Even though I feel like he's more of a four than Miles. But I, yeah, I just it just really depends with PJ. And so when you brought that up, uh, I was like, oh, that would that's a good point. So that's why I didn't choose Cam Whitmore. But the reason I chose Jarris Walker because literally the same position. That's someone you draft if you know you're not getting PJ back. Yeah. Or you know P yeah, you know PJ's not coming back. And also um, I would say Jarris is already better than PJ. He just I would say so to too. Table. Right, right. I think well, do you think like literally skill wise is he better? Because I would say like right now I would pick PJ, obviously, but cause that's because he's been in the NBA. 
But if I'm looking at what all of Jars can do, he definitely can do more than PJ. So when he's PJ, he's going to, you know. Oh, yeah. Way past um, him. To me, Jarris Walker is just like um, Jeremy Grant, but you combine like what he's doing now on off on offense in Portland with like his old like defensive heavy style Jeremy Grant. Oh, like when he was in uh, Denver? Was it Denver when he was playing yeah. the defense? Yeah. I agree. I actually, yeah, that's a really good take because Jarris Walker, he's right now he's like my new favorite player. Like just this, I think he can do a lot. And I, like I said, I know people will be like, but he does this, you know, he's in the same position as BJ, but he can dribble. He can defend. He can re he's actually, he's, I think he's shorter than PJ and he can rebound. Um, yeah. Isn't he? Like, I've seen him. Let's see. I think again. he's six, six. That's what I thought. But I'm not a hundred percent sure. Oh, he's six, eight. Cause some, he's actually tall. Oh, PJ. really? Yeah, he is oh. taller than PJ. So never mind then. Well, I mean, he still can rebound. He's still a really yeah. good rebounder. Uh, he could take the ball off. He could take the ball off the glass and take it up court. Uh, and then he can. I mean, he can score. I, I just like a lot of the things he can do. And He's like my favorite type no of one, power forward. Yeah. Right, and that and that's kind of like what we were just talking about with PJ and John Collins. Y'all stuck in this forward. Y'all really play like almost like centers in a way, kind of, but. Well, I guess PJ is a better shooter. He plays like Brooke Lopez, but Brooke Lopez doesn't play the four. So yeah, it's like <laughs> so that's where it's like oh, I'd rather have Jarris Walker, who literally can do it all. And I actually feel more comfortable with him being small ball five than PJ. One because we just found out he's taller, and two, he just has a certain presence in the paint. PJ, I think, yeah. is a good perimeter defender, but once he gets inside the paint, it's wraps and like. <laughs> Unless he has leverage, which usually isn't often. Now he did a really good job against Giannis early in the season, but yeah, I remember that was that. I, he was irritating Giannis even before Giannis got into the paint, though. So I think that played a part into it. But for those guys who are just absolutely stronger than you and can get to the paint, or or you know if they get past Lamelo or something because he goes for you know he goes for a steal, I think Jairus Walker has a better chance of kind of like staying his ground and kind of you know. If you ever need a small ball five. Yeah, because Jarris Walker is kind of ripped. PJ is just like, I'm going to put my hands up, you know? (laughs) Right. And I mean, and then it works out, like I said, it works out perfectly because you have the whole, you know, you run into teams. Some play small ball, some play have the big center. Whatever the case may be, you just want to be able to defend all cases. So I think with Jarris Walker, you really could do that. He's really like that uh, Swiss Army knife, just prototypical four that can do it all right. and that every team wants. So can't go wrong with him. All right. So with that being said, uh, I know in our notes I have uh, the what are we missing to make the playoffs, but we'll do offseason wish list first because we can go into it. So with yeah. that being said – what is your off-season wish list? We got a long mailbag here. <laughs> no, I feel it. I feel it. I, I'm probably going to have like 50 videos just going because there's a <laughs> lot of things that need to change. <laughs> yeah. I feel like this off-season is either going to go one of two ways. We could have an incredible glow-up or nothing's going to change at all. Yeah, and then what's crazy is that the team – like I can see Mitch Kupchak now. 
well, last year we were in this situation and we lost <laughs> or something. He's going to say something like that and it's going to piss me off. It's going to make me yep. so mad because I can see it now. He's like, he can say, oh, well, I've seen the, you know, people say that we haven't done anything, but I think, you know, staying put was the right decision because last year we lost players or whatever. He's going to say something stupid. And it's like, no, yeah. dude, do something. Um, All right. I'll start off with the number one most important thing that, no matter what we do this offseason, this absolutely has to get done. We got to give LaMelo that super max or whatever contract he's eligible for. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I think yeah. that, uh, that yeah, that's a must. I know it's, this is basketball, and but, you know, we don't want a Lamar Jackson situation. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we we just, just get it done. There's there's no reason to not is basically it like there's no reason to not get it done you lose Lamelo. you have no one on your team that is even remotely close that yeah of age of you know of a decent age so it's just yeah Lamelo is the dirt, third youngest all-star sense. of all time we absolutely got to keep him <laughs> in charlotte even if you don't think even if you think he's injury prone it's just what what would be your other option so. Yeah, that that makes me think about people who say availability is the best availability. Like, please shut up. No, it is not. <laughs> you know who's <laughs> you know who's always healthy? PJ Washington. But you're never taking PJ Washington over Kevin Durant, <laughs> are you? True, true. I would not take PJ Washington over Kevin Durant. I think people. I I personally think people use that the wrong way because I'm a fan of that. But I it's more so. You're debating like a couple years ago. You were debating Giannis and Kawhi. I'm choosing. Yeah, I like Kawhi's game more at the time, but he's never plays. So I would much rather go. So I think, but people like you said, be using it like, well, PJ plays more than Lamelo, <laughs> so I'm taking PJ. It's like, dude, that's they're not even the same player. It would be different yeah. if once again we use John Collins and PJ. If John Collins was hurt all the time, you know, I think he usually plays. But if he was hurt all the time and PJ wasn't, I'm choosing PJ. It's just that simple. But I'm not using it for him and Kevin Durant, which people do all the time. Not them two specifically, but that kind of disparity between the two. Yeah. All right. What's uh? I think we both had the same number one. What's your uh, number two thing on your wish list? My number two on the wish list is install some type of culture of some kind. That's I don't care how you do it as well. Really? So yeah, I'll, I'll just give my spiel, little quick spiel since you got it too. So because we may approach it different ways, but it's just like something, something needs to be done. I feel like it's being built now. That's why it's kind of like. Part of me is like, uh, just to keep it going, maybe we should keep Steve Clifford, uh, even though I don't actually want him back, but it's just like, oh, I don't want to ruin it. Them boys don't but like then Steve I know... Clifford. What'd you say? Them boys don't like Steve Clifford. Come on now. I, yeah, I think, but like I said, I, I was about to say, I think it's, they're just excited to play. And they, I think they're like, they're like playing spoiler. I think that's helping it too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, some type of culture needs to be installed, dude, because you just got guys of just all different types of personalities, which is fine, but you have the most boring front office and coach to go with it. It mm-hmm. doesn't match. And if you're going to, the thing is if you're going to do like, 
I don't know. It's just you need to get someone that's more like more free flowing to go with the players that has a more free flowing personality. Have that be the lock because I don't think you should get someone super strict and make them calm down. I think that's the wrong thing to do. I, I, that doesn't work yeah. anymore. You need to go with the players. I'm not saying submit to the players, but you need to like like I know you say you don't watch much college basketball, but like you see college basketball coaches doing. College football coaches too doing dumb stuff all the time to be you know yeah. to go with their players. Their players are eighteen, so of course they're gonna like it when their coach takes their shirt off and dance. Like I'm not saying you have to do that, but what I'm saying is you got to get someone that can is just as lively as these guys. Because we see these guys, they like to talk, they like to joke around. And Steve Clifford, I mean, he makes a funny every now and then, but it's just not the same. Yeah, um, a thing about that. Uh... Like, you can't get one of these super strict guys. That just made me think of, like, John Beeline when he tried to come over to the NBA a few years back. He got fired uh, after, wasn't like, he with- 30 games being the Cavs coach. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say, yeah, he left uh, Michigan. Like, and that's, the, and that's the problem with college. Like, you know, they're trying they to run the yell same at him. thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like – and they try to do the same thing for 40 years. And it's like, dude, all right, at some point it doesn't it doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Um, so – yeah, I think they need some type of culture. I don't think they need some goofy guy, but even <laughs> if you take uh, Taylor Jenkins from Memphis, he he cracks his jokes, he makes his fun, but he also when players need to be called out, he'll call them out. Uh, but he, I mean, yeah. he's more like, hey, if you produce on the court, I don't care what you do. The coach at OKC, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but same way, they, like when they lose, when they lost to us, they were depressed, and then. <laughs> They barely beat the Pistons the next day, and they're just going crazy. Which I'm fine with that. You won, so he. But he lets them do. You know, as long as you produce, you can do whatever. And so, I think that's what we need. Sometimes it doesn't have to be some guy who's just like a joke, but it just needs to yeah, be. Yeah, I'm who not can take a joke or something. Yeah, so I had a similar idea. Um, I'm not saying go out there get like some clown like Ryan Saunders to be the coach, but like. <laughs> Um, you know, I feel like we just need more of a modern approach. I'd love to keep Cliff around as a um assistant, but mm-hmm. I, I think in general we need just more of a culture in the locker room because you go back to like the last time we made the playoffs. I was in fifth grade, by the way. Um Jeez. Yeah, we so we had Kemble Walker, Marvin Williams, Cody Zeller, Jeremy Lynn, um Frank Kaminsky, those are five guys that you know are, like, good in the locker room. They were all on that yeah, team. Sure. You look at this team now, the only guy I could really say that about, like, obviously I'm not in the locker room, so I don't know. But yeah, to me, Mason Plumley was the only guy I could think of that's like a goofball in the locker room. Yeah, for sure. Because you have like, I mean, you it's just there's just the team is really just a cast of characters, and so yeah. you need some guys that can kind of like level it out that but that can also joke with them at the same time when it's time or just some type of veteran approach. And I think that's what Gordon Hayward really was supposed to be. I just didn't like how expensive it was. Yeah. What's crazy? They don't need someone that does exactly what this person I'm about to name do, but his track record is proven. They need someone like a Patrick Beverly. Like I said, I don't want the they do, court stuff. <laughs> but Patrick Beverly, every team he goes to, they they listen to him. Now I think the Lakers was a little different, but also he's sharing a locker room. He with is LeBron playing with LeBron, AD. yeah. 
Yeah, so it's it's different. But he went to the Bulls. The Bulls are playing way better. They yeah. need, but he's also a guy that he makes his jokes, you know. So they need someone that's like this this guy who can who really can run the team, you know. Uh, but Craig, but they don't need a Udonis Haslam either. So that's yeah. where it's it, the Hornets are just like it's tough because we say that and they'll get a Udonis Haslam guy instead of you know someone like Patrick Beverly or something. Yeah, um, but they really need like actually a he, that would be great. Yeah, I actually lied. And like when I look at like Mark Williams' social media, he just seems like a pretty down to earth guy. And then you look at like. Oh, yeah, he's a good one. LaMelo, Terry, and Miles, and they're all, like, just – I mean, there's nothing wrong with it because you're making an NBA player's salary, but their their entire, like, social media is just them flexing. So, <laughs> exactly, in some weird clothes. Yep. LaMelo like, gets caught running red lights after every game. It's just like, dude. Yeah. Terry Rozier, that like was that last offseason when they're like he was like in feet pictures or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, that and that was and at the time that was at, right after the mile stuff and our team with like the Hornets community was just in shambles, and yeah. it's just like in the middle of the team being in shambles, of course somehow, you know like level two national media gets a hold of Terry Rozier like a feet pictures on Twitter. It's like, dude, we're going through it enough. Like, you could yep. you at least did this on the burner. Like, we did not need this right now. Yeah. And just, the thing is, like, even if we were winning or something, fine, like your feet pictures. But it was like, that was the worst <laughs> time to get caught. Like, your pictures. yeah. You know who this team needs to bring back? We need back Bismack Biombo and Cody Zeller. Just to be in the locker oh room. Yeah, I could see. I could see. I could really see it for Bismack. Cody, I don't know. I didn't. I don't know. I don't. He did, He seemed like a very quiet person. Like he seems like more of like a Gordon Hayward type person. You never saw when he. Um, I don't know if he actually got it or not, but he. He like asked Lamelo to set him up with like get him a set of grills. That was the funniest. Thing. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe it could work. I I think it. I mean, I, they do need some guys like that in the locker room because your veterans now are Terry Rozier and Kelly Oubre. So it's just like, yeah, that that's not a good, you know, that's not a good set of veterans. But and I mean, you think right, about so, it, they kept Cody around for eight, seven years, and yeah, he probably mm-hmm. wasn't on the court play. Yeah, for sure. And then unfortunately he just had to start. So it was like uh, Yeah. I think um what about this person? Uh what about someone like Now this is hard because I 100% assume that if this person signed here he would expect to play and there's no way for him to play. But what do you think about like Devontae Graham? I think Devontae Graham would have been a good guy. He's not that much of a veteran. What'd you say? I'd love him back on the team, man. I like, well, yeah. I think he would just be a good, mellow, local guy to have. Like I said, he's not. I, I'm not saying like he doesn't bring the most, the best wisdom in the world, you know. But I know nah. he's not gonna let anybody do anything <laughs> stupid. And I think that he's just, you know, I'm saying he's just a good guy to have on the team, like a guy yeah. that I feel like players feel like they could talk to or just hang with or whatever. And I think it, like, really shows because, like, in a span of, like, what, a month, he went from last man on the bench to getting the most minutes out of anybody a few years ago. 
Yeah, exactly. So I think that uh, like that grit and hard work, I think that's something that we could use. Um, we also could use uh, in the same way, but more so on the court, someone like a uh, Jose Alvarado. Uh, yeah, those just those pesky guys on defense. I think D. I think then I, I think Dennis so Smith type in DSJ. brings that. Yeah, yeah. I was just about to say I think he brings that. So that needs to be on the list. I need to move that up on my list of bringing him back because I definitely would like that. No, we need him back to be honest. Yeah, and he's homegrown, so. Yeah, and I th- I'm pretty sure he loves playing here, so. Yeah. I think the only reason he doesn't come back, it has to be money. Someone offered money. him more money. And if I'm the Hornets, I think you got to look at what he does off the court as well because I, you saw like he was one of the first guys, you know, dapping people up um, that last game. So I think that you got to look at that and be like, yeah, we need to keep this guy. And then also yeah. he's one of the better perimeter defenders in the league. Oh, yeah. Um, to me, he's kind of like – I don't know if you watched any Javon Carter minutes this year, but he's been like the mm-hmm. Bucks, like diamond in the rough. And to me, that's yeah, Dennis Smith Jr. on this team. I think so. I think, yeah, that's a good one. Even though Javon Carter can shoot, but – Yeah. Sometimes. I don't know. Like, is he a good shooter? I know he's he, been good Because every year. time I check – yeah, he goes through like spurts where he's like good and then he's okay and then he's good. Yeah. I mean, he always plays well, like overall his game, but like his shooting numbers is always kind of just iffy. They're up and down, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh oh, shooting 42% from three this year, so really good. <laughs> okay, so what is your number three? And I feel like I know I can. I can assume what's coming up. I don't know how many you have on your list altogether, though. So um, I kind of just listed out like every player and then like what I would want to happen mm-hmm. with them. Right. Um, we don't have to go over all of them, obviously, but just to get an idea, you know. Um, I would just like for us to try to make some trades. Uh, I don't want Terry Rozier really on the mm-hmm. team. I don't really think he has a purpose. I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. I think he should go to a team like that's contending and just needs like that six man score off the bench. Um, because here all he's doing is shooting 40% from the field, you know, because <laughs> he has <laughs> to shoot like all of the shots. And every shot is a moving shot for whatever reason. I'm like, dude, why are you moving so much? Yeah. Dude, my own basketball coach gets on me so much about that. Like, really? he always just yells at us about – um, not yells at us, but, you know, just, like, gets yeah. on us about set your feet. <laughs> so, to see that, that at an NBA level thing. is – Yeah. Yeah, it is crazy. I mean, and the thing is, he can make them, but, like – Every shot doesn't need to be a fade in three. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so, he's someone I would I would have to go as well. He needs to go. I would like him off the team and as well. Um I don't I didn't want to be the one to say it, but I gotta say it. I don't I want us to trade PJ. That would be tough. 
That would be tough. I mean, if we get Jarris Walker, they draft Jarris Walker, then you know PJ's gone. Um, yeah. To your point, I, I like that you did say trade because there's no he way has value. we could let him walk. Yeah, he yeah. has value. He's good. Like, there's been two, I want to say two trade deadlines in a row where we've heard a lot of rumors about PJ. And last year, he almost was. He almost was out of here for Jacopoto, but. Um, Man, that would have been. I think they wanted a first or something. What'd you say? That would have been great looking back on it. Oh yeah, for sure. We we would have been we would have made uh the playoffs probably. I mean we would have got swept, maybe. But we'd at least made it. Um because that Hawks team wasn't that good. They were they were really just hot that game specifically, and then we gave up really early. So that hurt as well. Is it crazy to see um, that uh, that Hawks team's better than the Hawks this year? No, I don't think. Well, this with Quinn Snyder, I think they've been significantly better than they have been all year. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say last year. I think last year's Hawk team was just a better. I think they just I don't better know. fit. I, I would say. Better. Yeah, they bet they fit better. A trade doesn't seem like he can play well with another guard. Yeah. I hate to see it because Trey Young's like my favorite NBA player, but really, yeah, yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't seem like he can. He can play. He can play with another guard, and it's not because like he's trash or or Dejounte Murray's trash. I think that he just I mean, can't that was really move that off everyone ball. Had. Right. That was yeah, yeah. That was a concern that everyone had. It was that hey, you have two playmakers, and then. One, I mean, they both one kind of needs to move off the ball, but doesn't. And then Dejounte Murray, to me, doesn't have the game to be really an off ball, off ball player. I mean, maybe yeah. as a, yeah, maybe as a cutter, uh, for sure, but not like you have run around screens and then shoot yeah. like that. That's just not it. And then they need the spacing because you got John Collins and Capella. So it was it was a weird trade altogether. Yeah. Um, so I think if we could, uh, maybe trade PJ, Terry Rozier together, get like a, I don't, I don't even know if anyone would give us a first round pick for it because this draft is just like crazy, but, and also the market's just weird. I think any other year we could get a first round pick for both of them, but I think now teams are just kind of hesitant. Like they don't want to give up that first round pick unless they they know they're getting like a a really good player. So you're right. Uh, I mean, we could we could see some movement. Um, I mean, it's just really going to depend for sure. Uh, I mean, we have the Nuggets pick, so you could pair that up with somebody and. Maybe yeah, but the thing with, or... with that is, like, I, I wouldn't want us to have to attach that to get rid of Terry's contract. True. I could see that. Because, like, there are some I guys like... that, like, 25 to 30 that that look pretty nice, so. Oh, no, for sure. Like, that, to me, is my favorite part of the draft, is thinking about who the Hornets could get at that stage, which – that's something that that's a topic for another day. We'll be here for another two hours if we did that. Which, I mean, wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I wouldn't care, but I'm pretty sure no one would want to listen to that. Or I don't want it to take three days for someone to get through one thing. But 
Yeah, I we agree. We can talk though. about at it. Twenty eight. I have like a yeah, short I mean, list of twenty eight. There's a lot of guys, of players. Okay, so I, uh, okay, then let's do this. We if in your scenario we get rid of Terry and PJ, let's say at four we get. Amen. Amen Thompson. We both we both agree that would probably be the best uh, yeah. option at four. Who what are your names for 28 then? Um well now that I'm thinking about this scenario, it kind of like adding another dimension to it, but um I like the I Mm, he he would fit in with the criminal culture, but I, I like the idea of Imani Bates' game on this team. Mm-hmm. Also, like um, Terrence Shannon and Damn, that's a good one, Baby T. Which he's obviously fallen, and I don't understand why Terrence Shannon has fallen so much. I think it's just people are realizing that he's a senior. I think. Mm, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if people thought he was like a freshman or something. Yeah. But didn't he uh didn't he take Texas Tech to a national championship game with Jared Culver? Was he there for that? I can't remember. Damn yeah, I have been there. I think so. That's uh, crazy. That because <laughs> It was, but with COVID and stuff, like all these players are in there so much longer. Which for the Hornets, drafting an older player is not a problem because we That's have not so a many problem, young yeah. raw guys. I wouldn't mind getting older guys. Uh, was he on the team? Let's see. No, he wasn't. So that was the year before he got there. Yeah, so he was. Yeah, that was the year before he got there. I was about to say that was going to be crazy with Jared Culver. Uh, oh. Zaire Smith wasn't here either. Really? I thought that was the year they had Zaire Smith. I think it was just Jared Culver out there running around. No, and, uh, Zaire Smith was like already two years into the league by then. Oh, geez, that was that because that was the team I was thinking of. Yeah, Jer- yeah, it was just Jared Culver. He was really the main guy. I mean, they had uh, man, he flamed out so fast. I really thought he was like the next did. Draymond Green. He, I mean, he could have been. He he could have been. I mean, he had the tools. He just. Didn't put it together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 28. So this is where, like, Turk might could be here, which I don't – I always say that – Dennis Smith Jr. be rooting for that. Yeah. (laughs) But I always say the Hornets don't do well with those kind of guys, those guys who are just, like, electric scorers. They don't do – like, you had Malik Monk, you had James Booknight. And I mean, obviously, those two are two different situations, but it's just like, but it's like one of those things where, all right, it's happened two times. That's two times too many. You get two guys who can be electric scorers, and they just don't quite do what you want them to do. That's why, like, when people were talking about Keontae George really high, they don't do it anymore. But when at the time they were, like, oh, the Hornets should get. I'm like, no, we don't need another. Nah. I mean, even with Terry Rozier to an extent, it hasn't worked too well. So I just don't want to double yeah. down on that, even though it's not the player. It's just more so the team. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. I do not, like, I'd love to see Terquavion, like, in a Hornets jersey just so I could buy the jersey. But <laughs> on the team, I there's a much better scenario for him because um, he just doesn't yeah. bring, like, that rim pressure that we need. He's kind of just, like, 
LaMelo on offense if he didn't have the passing. Yeah. He's a sure. better finisher He's than LaMelo, crafty. though. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that some of that is like – He's mean, just skinny, man. He might be stronger. Is that what it is? He's like – it's so weird. He's like 170, but he looks super strong because he's like – And he attacks like like he's like yeah. 220. So that's why it's just like like you every time he attacks, you think he's going to dunk it. Yeah, um, but also he just like gets bodied by stronger defenders, which is a problem. He does. Yeah, he does. I think it could be I, – I, I mean, we personally could be looking at the Hornets trading up. Could you take you got 28? Yeah, we could 34, 39, 42. So you could you could we could see them trade up to like top like back in the top 20. And then then you you have a different conversation there. Do you get, you know, I don't I don't know who you get, but I think that um with that being said about you know these players in in the draft, what do you think the Hornets are missing? And let's just say the 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 Let's the, look, the only thing we'll add to this roster is Amin Thompson because we can almost guarantee we'll get a quality rookie of some kind. Even if we yeah. fall to eight for whatever reason, we can still guarantee a quality rookie. So let's just say in this case it's Amin Thompson. With that being said, what are the Hornets missing from making the playoffs? And it, you got to keep in mind, in this scenario, we'll have Terry, I'm assuming PJ, and we'll leave Miles off for now just because. Okay. Um because just because of the fact that we don't know, because I'm pretty sure yeah. he's gonna come back, but I just it, they literally have not said anything about it in months. It feels like so it's going under the radar. Like it's For so sure. hard to judge so, whether or not he's going to at this point. Right, and I and I honestly feel like the team wants him back. I think the NBA is kind of like ah, uh, we don't know. Yeah. So, but uh, so my three said, things who, were. Uh, who my bad. I didn't mean to cut you off. My three things were. Oh no, um, you good? I was just going to ask you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we already talked about identity, um, and just we need to get a culture. Um. Oh, and that reminds me, we did bring back Marvin Williams, one of the longest tenured Hornets, to be in the front <laughs> office this off season. I love that. I did too. I I really like that too. Um. But, yeah, we need an identity, so that's, like, my extra thing. But, number one, we need to get healthy. Um, yeah, you can't win basketball yeah. games when you got seven players. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, we're always injured. Like, it, even in the COVID, the COVID, after, the year after COVID, we, I felt like we were the sickest team in the NBA. I was like, why is everyone sick all the time? Like, everyone yep. was always, like – uh, they have COVID or COVID-like symptoms. And I know, like, you know, you could chalk some of that up to being, you know, just being uh, cautionary, precautionary. But still, it was like, dude, every every other game, someone was out because of COVID or sick or whatever. So, yeah, we definitely need uh, a better – I don't know. I wouldn't even blame the staff. We just need people to be healthy. Yeah, definitely just got to get healthy. Um, that's – I I guess that's like a low-hanging fruit thing on my list. Mm-hmm. So I got that one out of the way first. Um, but number two, we just need more, like, firepower. We can't just have LaMelo be the only, like, 
star level guy running the show, which is why I love that we have a top five pick. Um, we should. Mm-hmm. And uh, go ahead. I was going to say, I don't think we have a guy that can really just take over. And it sounds crazy, but. No, I agree with you. It's just it's just not in the way you would want them to. Like Kelly Oubre, he has games where it's like, dude, this dude can't miss. But they're so He's so wishy-washy, man. Right. And then also it's just if he's not scoring, that's it. it you know. And, and, I mean, every team has guys like that. There's nothing wrong with having a guy like that. It's just we have <clears> so Rozier. many guys like that. Yeah, I was about to say, we have so many guys like that that are starting. is like Because even Gordon Hayward can't get on the floor. It's crazy. Yeah. But when he when he is, he can he does a lot of stuff. Like I've seen him go like 0 for 7, but have 8 assists, 5 rebounds, yep. and 2 steals. I was about to say that. He's a good playmaker. So it's just like... We need guys that can just do more than just chuck the ball up. And we can't have Kelly Oubre and Terry, to be honest. And I would just rather yeah. have Kelly, and that's just because he's cheaper. That, that, I mean, that really, that's really what it boils down to. Yeah, that was my uh, next thing on the list is uh, we, we can circle back to uh, we need more stars, but um, we need more just quality role players. Like, I feel like yeah. on this team, the only, like, solidified, like, solid role players we got are, like, Terry, Kelly, and Gordon Hayward. And I feel like the rest are kind of, like, developing young guys, and that's nothing they can really do about it. But we just need some more experience and people that know how to play their role, you know? Yeah, I agree. Um because if you're if like let's just face it, our starting lineup next year at some point in the season, I don't because we know how the Hornets do. They're not going to have someone a rookie just start, but at some yeah. point it needs to be a young starting lineup. So like I'm hoping you know Lamelo, Amin, we'll throw in uh, Gordon or yeah we'll go throw in Gordon Hayward and then PJ and then Mark. So you have like three guys with Lamelo, Mark, and Amin that are young. But we need our bench to, like you said, kind of be the opposite of that. It don't need to be the oldest people in basketball, but it needs to be some guys who I'm just here to play my role, uh, like like yep. Josh Richardson on the Pelicans. That would be a good one. I mean, not I mean the, his type of player, which there's a few out yeah. there that I like him, but he's not going to New Orleans being like, I'm going to start. He's not going to New Orleans being like, I'm the sixth man. He's like, I'm going to just come in, I'm going to defend, and I'm going to play my role. And he does that, and then I mean, I think he does it well. I think they're just missing Zion, but that's a different conversation. So we need yeah, more. Pretty guys much, my like entire uh, wish list of like free agent signings are all just players like that, like Bruce Brown, Cam Johnson, Harrison Barnes, Josh Hart. Even though he's probably going to get a pretty big extension. Yeah, Josh Hart was someone I was thinking of too. He didn't go to New York trying to be this guy that he wasn't. I mean, he's shooting now, but besides that, he, he was <laughs> trying to be someone he wasn't. He continued just playing. Yeah, I don't know why he didn't shoot in Portland. He gets he to New stopped York shooting. Like, that was weird. He's like Reggie Miller all of a sudden or something. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah, I think uh, I think that for sure that we we really need some just quality. It doesn't have to be. That's why even with the Nick Richards extension, I'm cool with it because it's like you have a guy you know that can be a backup center. Go ahead and lock him up for cheap. But I much rather would have had like an older veteran center to be our backup. I agree. Uh, that that was kind of my only gripe, and, and that's the thing though. Like if you're going to have a young starting lineup. Pair that with a old, I say old, we'll just say mature. mature Pair that yeah. with a mature bench. Like your bench doesn't need to be a bunch of 20 year olds when your starters are a bunch of 20 year olds. Or, you know, <laughs> that's guy, how you end up with the Houston Rockets. Exactly. And, and their whole team is like 20. Yep. So it's just like you need guys that can, you know, just, you know, counter react that. So it don't, it, it, does, it doesn't make sense. Because on top of that, you don't play the young guys anyway. So what are they there for? Be uh, in the G League, you, even though the Greensboro right, Swarm can't bunch, win 10 games. It's, that's ridiculous, by the way. But it just doesn't make sense because you have, you know, some quality young talent, but you don't play them. So if that's the case, then just get some quality veterans. You're playing a bunch of veterans who have plateaued. Because I think people could say, well, yeah, we have veterans. It's like, yes, we have veterans, but... Terry Rozier is not getting any better. This is it. This is who he is. This now, is, yeah. it could seem like he's better on a different team, but he's not improving anything. Kelly Oubre, I think he might can improve as just literally a catch-and-shoot three-point shooter. Like, that's in his cards. But it's just like it's not significant enough to where I'm playing him all these minutes over young guys. So, I think, yeah. he, like you said, I agree with everything you said. Speaking of the young guys, uh, we just signed Kobe Simmons to a two-way deal, so I'm hoping he'll get some more NBA run. I like him. I, well, I've only seen him really play in the G League, but I like. I mean, I like what he can do. I just uh, I've been watching him more in the G League, um, but I remember a few years ago he was like the lowest-rated player in 2K. <laughs> oh, he was. He was. Which is disrespectful because he's always been that guy in the G League. Like, is he the? Yeah, isn't he the um, Swarm's all-time leading scorer or something? I think so. It's something like that. He's like number. He's either one or two. And he's like, he's got that profile to be like our our uh, Lamelo clone, if you want to say that, because <laughs> like six five, he can shoot. Yeah. What's crazy is like now we we came into the season with a point guard problem, but now it's like we have too many to choose from. <laughs> yep. I mean, and 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 then the thing is, I I think personally, I would just go if we're going starting point guard, backup point guard. I'm going Lamelo, Dennis Smith Jr. But I mean, I'm not mad to Cape Tail Maladon or whatever they may do. I don't know. Tail just hasn't been good this season. I'm going to be honest. Really. I think he's been okay. I think he's been good enough. Like, it's weird because when I watch him, he's okay. But then I look at his stats and I'm like, you're supposed to be the shooter and you're shooting 30% from three. Yeah, that is the problem. I I, I like his basketball IQ, but I do agree with his stat. His counting stats aren't where you kind of want them to be. Yeah. But, well... I think that's it. I think we've 
talked about everything we wanted to talk about. Uh, this was an hour and 27 minutes, so hopefully people will listen to it. But even if they don't, I'm going to upload it anyway. Um, the whole thing. So thank you all for listening. Thank you for Tyler. Thank you to Tyler for coming. Tyler, tell everybody where they can find you. If you want them to find you, you could just be like, hey, I don't want anybody to bother me, and that's <laughs> fine too. Yeah, so it's uh, at Tyler Likes Hoops on Twitter. And same thing for YouTube, but I don't have anything up there yet. I'm planning on uh, trying to get it going, but we'll see. We but yeah, we thank you for having me, Darian. Anytime, man. We're probably going to do this way more often, even if it's just me and you not recording. We're just going to talk hoops. But uh, yeah, yeah, I definitely plan to have you back on. I think I actually plan to get it more organized <laughs> because this was kind of like I'm still kind of like doing the podcast and then I do the Believe podcast and all that other stuff. So I want to be more organized. Uh, but, yeah, I definitely would like to do this more often. It's good to have someone kind of bounce ideas off of. So definitely, definitely, definitely we'll be looking your way. So uh, y'all would, should expect to see more of Tyler, especially when the draft comes and things like that. Uh, and I'll try to get this on a schedule because I know I say, I say I'm going to upload it and I don't, or or I say I'm going to upload a certain amount of times and I don't, but this, I actually want to get this on a schedule, so Tyler, be ready. Yeah, uh, that was awesome. We're gonna, we're gonna get, yeah, we're going to get this on some type of schedule. But anyway, thank you, everyone, for listening, and I hope to see you next time. Peace. That was a long episode.